This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. What's going on, guys? I want to welcome you back to another episode of Pivotal Conversations. A really cool episode coming up for you guys. I'm joined by Ben Pakulski. So a lot of you will know Ben. For those of you who don't, uh, he is somebody who is probably one of the most influential names in the fitness industry. I think between hosting an amazing podcast and, um, you know, just being in the industry and for such a long period of time and, and having an impact on a large number of people, um, I think he's, he's probably one of the OGs uh, in the fitness industry and the stuff he talks about, you know, Ben's an ex-pro bodybuilder um, who made it up to, I think, number four on the Mr. Olympia stage um, and then went through a bit of a transformation where he really changed his mindset and went into the, the realm of trying to understand the human uh, psyche and the human mind and the connection it has to the body and how people can really start to live out their greatness. Um, so this is a, a really deep episode. You know, it always is with Benny. It's always a, a really great conversation that is sure to, uh, you know, change your mind and and start to make you think a little bit deeper uh, and, and also give you hope. Um, if you're struggling to achieve something, whatever that something is, um, or you're having negative self-talk or anything like that, then definitely uh, tune into this episode because uh, Ben deep dives into, um, you know, his his principles for success and then how they tie in with business as well. We really try to tie make a connection between um, really just achievement in general, but we talk about his success principles and how it will help you become a, a better business owner, a, a greater business owner and really start to live out your greatness. So as I said, really exciting episode coming up for you guys. Um, now, secondly, Secondly, um, we have some housekeeping. So we're wrapping up the year. We're literally heading in. Uh, it's almost Christmas time. So to everybody out there, Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, you know, it's been quite a big year for everybody. Um, COVID's thrown an absolute spanner in the works um, and definitely changed uh, our trajectories and, and the way we see life. But um, it, it just has been a crazy year. But one thing I wanted to say is just a big thank you to every single person who listens to this podcast. Uh, a big thank you to everybody who's taken any of our courses this year. That's been something new that we've brought to the table and it's been pretty crazy. Um, you know, we've had nearly 430 students go through our courses this year since March. We've done them back to back. So been a pretty intense year, but um, I say this quite a lot. You know, I, I really do kick myself at times to be able to do what I do and, and be able to teach courses and connect with so many people. Um great people committed to progress, committed to bettering themselves and, and becoming great business owners, especially for what we do. So, um, you know, super appreciative um, and, and a big thanks to every everyone out there. A big thanks to our uh, business mastery members. That's our consulting service working really, really closely with um, you guys and the team has just been amazing to see you all grow. You know, everybody in that program is absolutely crushing at the moment, making huge progress huge achievements, um, not just kind of revenue growth and sales growth and generating leads, but actually making big breakthroughs such as hiring their first staff member, building their team, signing the lease on gyms, their first gym, um, buying property, all of this kind of stuff is, um, it's amazing to see the progress people are making within that small group. It is a small group. It's an exclusive and, and uh, group that we, you know, we don't let too many people into. You have to, you do have to apply in these types of things. Um, but you know, again, working with people on that level has been uh, quite rewarding. Um, so, uh, just a big appreciation to everybody out there who allows me to do what I do, Elite Vitality, and our team to do what we love to do. The whole team, um, and set, you know, again, a big thanks to the whole team in general. Um, you know, everybody who works extremely hard behind the scenes here at EV. We have a team of eleven now, so uh, it's you know, it's, it's a growing team and it's crazy to see what we're achieving, but the hard work of everybody in the team does not go unnoticed. And, uh, we're going to go for a nice big dinner this week and celebrate. So a big thanks to everybody. Now, before we dive into that, we have some things coming up in the new year. So we have our next business offense course launching, which is basically business offense is for anybody who's ready to scale their business. Now, when I talk about scaling your business, what I'm saying is, okay, when you're at a point where you're time capped, 
You're, you have literally no more time to spend. You can't seem to make this breakthrough when it comes to revenue uh, and you can't seem to make progress. Business offense is a course that you can take which will not only teach you principles, skills and strategies, it will give you a framework um, to create a personal formula on how you can scale your business. So when you finish the course, you walk away with something tangible that tells you exactly what you need to do over the next six months to start scaling your business. Now, scale is about freedom. It's about not just becoming time poor and not just running myself into the ground, but how can I continuously grow my business and my brand to this point where it becomes autonomous. Now, the goal of business is autonomy at all times. The limiting factor is in any business is always time, whether it's your time as a business owner or you know, your, your team's time. Um, at the end of the day, it's time that's always a limiting factor. So we teach you how to fucking beat that trap. That's what offense is all about, which is cool. So 25th of January, uh, for all the killers out there that want to start scaling their business, keep an eye out because we will be releasing spots for that quite soon. Uh, and we have a business mastery um, intake, which we don't do very often. Uh, that's our consulting service to work with us one-on-one and go through our exact educational process in order. So, um, and, and also do it, you know, uh, in an accelerated manner with a business coach, um, very personal, um, experience. And we only ever have 50 clients on at any one point in time. And when we do an intake, we never take more than five. So, We've only had two intakes in the second half of this year because we've been full. Um, now, we have had some spots open up and those spots, um, we will be opening um, applications for spots um, for our next intake, which is January 15th. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, check it out, keep an eye out because uh, you'll be able to jump onto the waiting list for that. And then once we release spots, then you'll be able to apply. So head to our website, elitevitalitymastery.com, head to the consulting section and check that out and also check out Business Offense if it's something that you want to take. All right, guys, ne- well, up next, Industry Insights. Uh, and then we're going to dive into this interview with Ben Pakulski. All right, guys. So now we're going to dive into industry insights. Uh, now, this is a segment where I try to dive in and look at what the world's bringing from a, a broader view. Yeah, I don't. I like to look at it on a global view and, and kind of like try to look into the future and bring you guys some insights, not just on, you know, how to make some quick sales or anything like that, but what's actually going to shape our industry moving forward. Some really interesting things happening at the moment with Apple Fitness um, launching and and the fact that they're getting into basically providing and selling, um, you know, home gym equipment. Now, a lot of you guys listening out there will kind of be like, oh, you know, I don't think it's going to affect us too much. Now, if Apple move into an industry, a lot of the time they're going to dictate that industry. And I know you guys have heard me talk about this before. Um, Now, I think for me, all this does is really amplify the need for somebody to have a skill. You know, if you think about the people that are actually going to use Apple Fitness, it's probably the same people that go to a big box gym and do it purely because of convenience, because of their lack of time, because they might have high pressure jobs, um, they might have kids, whatever it is. So the people that go to big box gyms because it's convenient and it's in their local area are going to be the people that actually use Apple Fitness. The ones that aren't really looking to achieve any type of result or uh, you know um, learn or, or kind of develop any type of skill, they're just doing it to get a workout in. Um, these are the people that are going to use it. So I think like if we actually connect the dots here, I think the 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 kind of um, the opportunities that present themselves is the fact that you can start to incorporate this in your coaching. So there's just going to be a massive move to for as business owners, obviously to the online space, and not because it's the way to go, because out of necessity, I think that people are finding that that's the place to go. But I also think that we can actually look at probably what's going to be the decline of big box gyms. I think that COVID would have absolutely killed them. Um, you know, and, and it would have caused them a lot of pain and pressure. But I just think that we're not going to see as many people go back because of the acceleration of technology. You know, if 20% of their customers were going to that gym and, and not really using it, or, you know, they were going in and just going through the motions, I think Apple Fitness kind of takes those 20 or 30%. And, you know, depending on what the margin is for these big box gyms, that could be really, really uh, harmful. So I think that you know, the, the byproduct of that as well is going to be more, you know, less jobs over the next 10 years. So, you know, the, the end product there is the amplification of the need to be either teaching a skill or achieving a really niched result um, for your clients. So I think as a business owner, if you, if you haven't really niched down or you're not really developing a skill, 
um, you know, which I, again, I hope that was none of you, but if that is the case or, you know, you're kind of stuck in murky water where you haven't really put too much effort into it, I just really think that you're going to have to start putting a ton and ton and ton of uh, effort into really niching down and potentially helping people develop a skill um, because I think if you don't, you're going to get left behind and the people that are already niched down or putting the effort in there and developing skills around that and a business that develops a really kind of intensely niched um, sector of the market, I think you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to do really, really well over the next 10 years. Um, and as I said, I just think that what that could potentially create is some type of marketplace, um, or I think that we're going to somehow have to create more opportunities, um, you know, and, and, uh, this is kind of just a little bit of a prediction from me. So, you know, uh, take this with a grain of salt, but I think w- the world's heading to a place where most people are going to be sole traders and potentially companies either hire you or people hire you based on your skills. I think micro certification, decentralization, of education will force us down that route. Um, and I think what we'll see is potentially a world where nobody has a job and everybody's a sole trader, which again, this could happen because of the need for jobs, the decentralization of education. And the the more that we use technology, the more open or the, the greater scope for something like this exists. Um, so I think there's a few dots that we can connect there and, and I'll let you connect the dots and see what that means for you. But I think it's really interesting what Apple Fitness, you know, the first domino could be for the industry. And again, I don't like to look at what's going to happen tomorrow because of Apple Fitness because that's that's small scale. It's, it's short-sightedness. I like to look at what does this mean for, you know, and what's the next steps for Apple? Do they kind of go and acquire a home gym technology like, uh, Lou Lemon acquired uh, Mirror, and do they go and acquire something like Tonal? Um, do they develop their own? You know, there is there's a lot going on here um, that I think will have consequences for the industry, whether we like it or not. Um, but I think, you know, for me, it's just going to mean that there's going to be a massive need for skill, which also means that if you you know, if you're looking to develop people in the fitness industry, then um, developing, you know, skills and these kind of things is going to be super important. So it's going to amplify those businesses even further, but create more opportunities in skill development, not only for, um, you know, clients, but also business owners uh, or, you know, uh, coaches as well. So there's some really cool stuff going on in the industry. Um, I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but I want you guys to either reach out um, or at least just have a think about what this means for you as a business owner uh, and what the potential, you know, what are the the following dominoes after that first one falls maybe in a couple of years time. All right, guys, we got a really cool uh, interview coming up with Ben Pekulski, really a bit of a deep dive in terms of mindset and business and how they integrate really closely. So um, really hope you enjoy the interview and let's head into that interview with Ben Pekulski. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am lucky enough to be sitting here talking to uh, somebody who has had a, a massive impact on my life. He's, uh, uh, you know, been someone that I've looked up for quite a while and then someone that I was lucky enough to work with um, pretty closely, um, helping me develop as a, as a person um, for quite a long time. Uh, and I know a lot of you will be looking forward to this episode. Um, I'm sitting here with Ben Pekulski. Um, so, I, you know, uh, as I said, Ben's one of the leaders in the industry, um, just across many fronts. He's someone that, um, uh, you know, as I said, I look up to um, in terms of just, I guess, the, the biggest one for me is building character. But and we're, as I said, we're lucky enough to sit here and have a conversation with Ben and the podcast is called Pivotal Conversations. Um, and this is going to be one that um, many take a, a lot of insights out. So welcome to the podcast, brother. Thanks, brother. Um, remember the last time we sat down, it was in an Airbnb in Melbourne and this time it's a little further apart, but still great to connect again. And I'll tell you what, you, you came to mind a couple of weeks back and um when you started this podcast, I don't know if you remember you and I having this conversation of going, well, why are you calling it pivotal, pivotal conversations? Because it's not directly related to your business. And I'm like, you should be creating a brand and you should be tying into your business. <clears throat> About two or three weeks ago, I had a conversation with my son and it brings tear to my, tears to my eyes to think about it. But um, we had a conversation that without a shadow of a doubt 
in my eyes, will shape the direction of his life. It, it'll shape who he becomes. It'll shape his confidence. Um, you know, we, we sat down to this conversation and it needed to be had, and I won't go to details. My son's very young, he's eight, but he was having a hard time with some stuff. And um, so I was like, you know what, as his dad, I want I need to sit down and first get clear on my thoughts and what, what point I want to convey and what message I want him to get to understand. And then I need to do my best in delivering that. And when I finished that conversation, um, we had a hug that will change my life. And I strongly believe it'll change his. And at that point, you came to mind in, in this, this topic of pivotal conversations. And uh, we never know when we're going to have a conversation with someone that's going to change the course of their life forever. And man, I, I've, I have a deeper level of appreciation for the, the title and scope of your podcast. And um, that conversation will forever be in my mind. Um, so again, just to give the audience context and why that conversation happened, my son said something and it, and it hurt my soul. And it was, um, dad, I think I'm bad at life. And I'm like, what? Like you're eight years old. He's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm really bad at everything. I'm really bad at life. And I was like, what? what? I just didn't say, I was like speechless. And I was like, okay, this, this warrants one of these conversations and I need to dig into his psyche. And for an eight-year-old to say that just, where does it come from? Who put it there? Did he put it there? Did I put it there? Um, and what can I do to help him completely reverse out of that? And, um, and you just never know when something like that's going to come up and, and how um, hopefully we can help people to lift up their soul and, and live in their greatness, right? And this isn't my mission in life, man. It's like, you know, I have, I've been through a lot in my life and I think I have perspective on a lot of things and I hope that I can spend the rest of my life uh, empowering people to, to live out their greatness. And that, that is the, the new direction of my, my business and my mission in life. And whether that's through your physical body or through a business or th through whatever is for you, uh, that's it, man. That, that's what hits home to my soul. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine getting that question from an eight-year-old, first of all. But um, I think it like, you know, I, I really do think that um, that's probably a question. That's probably something that everybody goes through at some point in their life, you know, like, and that's something that everybody feels, you know, the, the, that kind of those moments at, and times where you have the, the self-doubt and, you know, maybe things aren't going your way. And I just think that, you know, I mean, I guess that's why I love your message so much. And, and I think, you know, it's something that me and you share in common, you know, that, that kind of um, curiosity around, you know, the process of doing that. And that's something that, you know, I'll never lose, even though I'm in the business realm, it's something that I guess building character and, and kind of uh, understanding the way the mind works and how that kind of filters in. But um I think I, I was going to kind of, this is one of the first things I wanted to chat to you about, you know, and, and these, and, and dive into, but how does something, how do you take the, those principles, right? So, you know, you're having that conversation with your son and, and you kind of, obviously that's a, a very, um, it's a little bit different to having it with someone, you know, like with an adult, right. But um, I guess, I guess the principles would be, pretty similar you just have to convey them in a different way but how do you take say the principles that you're now you know you, you're applying through bodybuilding you're applying through life and helping people um you know become their greatest self how does that tie into business like how do you execute those in the business realm you know for yourself and 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 i guess with anyone that you work with it, you know is it much different is it is it is it you know, is it the same, you know, how do you go about executing and how does, I guess, building character and, and these tie and progressing as an individual tie into business? Um, so speaking to someone else and lifting up one of my clients or whomever, I think it starts with this realization that, um, you know, I, I wrote this recently on social media or somebody quoted me on social media and I said, I'm not here to make you stronger. I'm here to show you how strong you already are. And that's kind of the framing I take in everyone that I mentor is like, uh, I'm not here to, to make things harder. I'm not here to, to in any way do anything other than allow you to realize the greatness that already exists inside of you. And why is that relevant to business? It's like, as soon as you start to realize that 
you can do anything and the greatness inside your soul just needs to be revealed like peeling back the layers of the onion you start to develop confidence you start to develop a uh, reward-based attitude so like a moving toward accomplishment based attitude right so if i can start to have small little wins i can start to develop confidence and, and, and uh, belief in myself that i can move toward other things and i think that's where that's what sets apart successful entrepreneurs from ones that that procrastinate and are uncertain is the more small little wins you can start to put together, you start to gather momentum. And then your brain starts to look for where can I get another small win? Well, to experience a small win, I need to have an obstacle, don't I? I can't just pick the path of least resistance. So I need to have an obstacle. So I'm intentionally going to start looking for those little things in my life. Like if I just fix that, I'll feel better. And I'll fix that in my business and I'll get better. And I'll like, so you start intentionally seeing these things in front of you, not necessarily as barriers, but as opportunities for progress. So if I can start helping someone view their life uh, through a perspective of their own psychology or from through a perspective of their business as an opportunity to progress, now all of a sudden everything in life starts to open up because there's no, no such thing as barriers anymore. Like even the most challenging psychological scenario, you're just going to yourself, okay, what do I have to learn from this, right? Everyone's going through a tough time, some more than others. And we start to look for, okay, what habits um, what skills can I develop that allow me to overcome this and not only just to get through it, but get better from it, right? We see an obstacle as an opportunity for progress. It's just like exercise, man. The bigger the obstacle, the bigger the opportunity for growth. And uh, that mindset and that paradigm, I think, is um, a very empowering way to approach both life and business. So someone is having a hard time in business stop looking at the things that you're already doing and start looking at the things you need to do, right? Like what are the things that you're avoiding? What are the things that, you know, those little things that you're procrastinating and realize like, hey man, this is the shit I gotta do. There's a lot of questions you can ask yourself to, to direct yourself in business, but the ultimate focus is like, just find the things that you're, you're putting off and the things that you know are gonna have the greatest ROI for you and, and do them no matter how long you think it's gonna take, no matter how hard it's gonna be, it just takes one day at a time, right? Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, I really do think it's a momentum thing, right? Like it's, it really does start with the basics and, and, uh, you know, I mean, you, you, I was listening to your, your podcast with uh, Jordan and um, you know, how you were kind of talking about meditation. And for me, that's probably one of the things that I've learned the most just simply from, from meditating is sitting down and you can kind of start to recognize the resistances and, and these kind of, you know, minute little, moments through meditation where you are kind of um, faced with just little bits of resistance. Right. And, and, you know, you, you kind of did mention it where it's like, I think the quote was put a marble in your back pocket and it's like good leaning. And, and I think that's one of the things that in business, you know, especially like, especially in business, it's not if, but when, you know, like it's, it, 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 and, and in life, like that's, that's probably one of the things is it's, it's so consistent that you're going to see these challenges and, you know, you've probably got a choice where you can, you can either lean into that challenge and see it as the opportunity. And that probably doesn't come till a little bit later where you kind of, you, you just build up that, I guess, robustness and, and I guess maybe anti-fragility or, or, you know, resilience in, in that moment. But I really do think it's a momentum thing. And I think um, when business is really fun i find and and for me you know in the i guess in the last couple of years since i've developed my character and and been able to deal with challenges um a greater business becomes a little bit more fun because those challenges as you see you, you kind of you know that you're going to get the greatest return on investment with them um or from them um but it becomes fun to overcome those challenges and that's probably one of the things that i've seen um you know, I guess as just developing as an individual uh, along the journey, um, you kind of really start to, it's, and that's what makes every, that's what makes you a little bit more curious, right? You start to seek out those challenges along the way. How much yep. do you think um, external gratification plays in the, uh, like how much do you think external gratification plays in somebody struggling through that, you know, where we're reaching that challenges and you know uh we we really struggle to to go through them and you kind of have these negative the, the negative self-talk and the 
um, the uh, you know a lot of the what 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 do you th- how much do you think external gratification plays in the, those struggles where people are continuously struggling and their perception of the situation? In that, in as much as they're seeking external gratification, is yeah, that why they're yeah. struggling? Yeah. So like, you know, I, I really think there's a pendulum in business that you can, you know, it's like work, walking a tightrope, right? Like, you know, doing things to seek gratification from the outside world and, and for these kind of, you know, there's obviously social media plays a big role in that. And there's a lot of these situations where uh, as, a, as an individual, we can either seek uh, external gratification and the this need for status, right? Rather than, you know, um, going and, and you know, more focusing on build, things such as building character and doing things yeah. for different reasons. Well, I think the best, I think I may have even said this on Jordan's podcast, the example that comes to mind for me is, you know, the, my greatest accomplishment in life, I guess, from an external perspective, whether or not it's from an internal perspective is irrelevant, but from an external perspective is, is, is going from a kid from, from Canada who effectively had zero muscle when he started to being one of the most muscular men on the planet. Um, and the way that I was able to do that is with a 19 year plan from which I never diverted, right? Like I, I knew what I was going to do. And I, I, you know, I may have been a few months off track, but I was pretty damn close. And I may have had a few milestones that I didn't quite hit, but I was pretty damn close. And I didn't stop one day because I wanted to do something different. And I didn't, you know, I may have, I may have diverted a little bit, but as soon as I noticed, I was still moving toward that main goal. And I think that's the big challenge that people face in life right now, because we all want the instant reward, right? We all want the, the, the dopamine hit that comes from people saying, oh, you're doing amazing. You're doing great. It's the equivalent of the $7, you know, plastic trophy you get in, in a, you know, bodybuilding contest or whatever and any type of physical endeavor is like that trophy is completely irrelevant you know it's funny that comes to mind i through my my amateur ranks i got a bad reputation not even intentionally but i would always give away my trophy and i go hey do you want this and like sure i got well i don't want it because it it doesn't mean anything to me right the seven dollar trophy never meant anything to me what meant what meant something to me was the person i was becoming in the process and knowing that until i had that you know significant trophy that i was aiming for all the steps along the way didn't matter i think that's important in business and life it's like awesome it feels good to tell to have somebody you know stroke your ego and say you did really well today kyle but the end result is like hey in 10 years in 20 years this is where i want to be and all the other stuff that comes along the way is completely inconsequential until you accomplish that goal right it's it's who am i becoming in the process what am i building in the process what challenges am i overcoming in the process that's the only way to stay on track and do something of significance and i think in our culture today we all want something now we all want to make we all want to win the lottery right i want to win the lottery i want to make a million dollars i want to i want to win you know make a hundred million dollars in bitcoin or whatever we all want it now rather than putting in the work and i think that's the big challenge in society right and it's the it's the most relevant now that it's ever been because of social media and prior to call it 50 years ago how else would you have made you know a hundred million dollars or even 10 million dollars in a short amount of time you didn't you had to work your ass off uh, probably generationally to develop something of significance right yeah 100 percent. i, I also you, think you all these, yeah go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, so I think like, I also think like, cause you know, I look at business strategy, right. And, and like, I, I really enjoy business strategy, but I think like one thing that I've noticed, even just if we look at business or business owners, uh, um, as a, as a subsector, right. I think, and, and especially in the fitness industry, cause obviously like when you get into the fitness industry, business is, it's not your, it's not your first language. You know what I mean? Like you're getting into the fitness industry, a lot of us actually create a business in the fitness industry because of what fitness has done for us. You know, we all started out in the gym, just kind of grinding away and, 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 you know, fitness gave us this transformation in a sense, and we want to do more of it. So, you know, when we come into the industry, we really lack business acumen and it's not our first language. Um, and then I really think obviously with the amplification of social media and, and what that does for that instant gratification that, you know, that dopamine hit, you know, you and me both know that, 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 that exists in many walks of life that, you know, where, where, where that dopamine obviously plays a massive role. I think, um, you know, I read the, the book molecule of more, um, you know, that was a, it's a great book, but I think that's the one thing that I guess it made me aware of it, but I, I think, 
you know, there's a big difference between tactics and, and, you know, or tactical thinking and strategical thinking um, and especially in business. And I think like it kind of almost ties in with what we're talking about where like building character and doing things for the sake of doing them because they challenge you and help you grow as a person. And even just think about, you know, if we can kind of cross that into business and, you know, I almost think about it like there's, you know, you can either really, um, look at business strategically, or you can look at it tactically. And tactics is all about short-term. It's all about getting that next sale or that next gain in a sense. And I think that leaves us fragile, right? Like it's eventually, you know, um, and it's kind of not, it's probably more when you get challenged that you, you know, that, that will come to the surface. You know, you, you like, if we're looking at what fragile is on an individual level, we're probably going, okay, you know, if it's in business, if it's in training, if you're only ever doing something tactically or short term, eventually when it stops working or when you get challenged or you meet the challenge that, you know, that, that level of difficulty that you haven't faced yet, um, you know, a lot of the time, if you haven't been doing things for the sake of growth and, and um, for, you know, finding and seeking those challenges for internal growth and growing as an individual, it, you know, that's where the, the, the house comes crumbling down or, you know, it's, it's built on, um, you know, we kind of call it steel on the walls. It's funny. That's what I called one of my courses, but um, for that reason, right. It's like, you know, it, it's funny. Like I, when I built the course steel on the walls, I looked up what it actually meant. Cause for me, it was just a saying that I really loved, but it talked about, you know, the two benefits of building a house with steel um, was, uh, flexibility and um creativeness in terms of design uh, but it was also earthquake resistant right so not only did steel actually allow you to be more creative and uh have a, a i guess a broader spectrum spectrum of how you can build a house um in terms of creativity but it also allowed you to be earthquake resistant and for me like covid right is like we were in a, a massive you know i, I guess bubble of tactical thinking when it comes to business because everybody you know like the pressures of social media and financial pressure just drives us to look at business tactically and then COVID hits and obviously it's 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 really unfortunate but you know a lot of businesses um were fragile you know like it's because and and have an inability to know how to deal with the situation um because of um the lack of business acumen the lack of actual principle-based knowledge and also you know the, the character that it's going to take to get through this. Right. So, um, and, and, you know, that, that's not just business owners. I think, you know, there would have been a lot of people going through this and, and I think it just talks to the importance of, I guess the message that you send, you know, like and have been sending for a while where, you know, if, if you're not building character throughout anything that you're trying to achieve in life, then, you know, eventually um, until you do start doing that, you know, you probably, it's probably going to come crashing down at some point. Yeah, I was given the greatest gift. And, you know, the irony of it is I accomplished my life dream or what I thought was my life dream. And I realized it was empty. And it was because I wasn't doing it from the right perspective, right? You can make $100 million and become a person of integrity and a person of value and a person of tremendous character, or you can make $100 million and not. And um, I think there's, um, there's many lessons to be garnered there. And just simply thinking about why am I doing this? How am I doing this? How am I thinking while I'm doing this? And there's parallels, whether it be I'm trying to be a Mr. Olympia or I'm trying to be a multimillionaire. It's like, it's all the same thing, man. It's intentionally curated obstacles moving you toward a worthy end result, right? Or the end ideal. Um, so, and I don't think it has to be necessarily a different end result or even a different, um, well, it's certainly a different thought process. And in, in as much as like everything I'm doing, I'm, I'm taking that perspective of, paying attention to my perception, right? And, you know, this concept of thinking comes back to perceptions. What is my perception of this event right now? You know, is it overwhelming and am I a victim to it? Or am I being empowered by it and stepping into my greatness? And that's really the simplest perspective that I can come to is like everything you do, every decision in life is either empowering you and allowing you to step into your greatness closer and closer and closer into what your soul is asking of your craving or it allows you to become a victim and succumb to whatever is in front of you at that moment. And um, you know, I think that's 
you know, the simple framing I've come to and every decision I make in my life, it's like, hey, vice or virtue? Like, am I stepping into virtue or am I stepping into vice? And, um, you know, I think if you can consciously make that decision every day to step into challenges, knowing it's becoming, it's an opportunity to become better, knowing you're going to be grateful for your challenges, you get to experience these challenges and growth and, and um, become a better person. Um, that's the most empowering perspective. And if we can separate those and literally like choose that path along the way, um, everything hopefully will uh, fall into place because ultimately I think the world lacks leadership, don't we? And this is probably a great time to think of that. And why do we lack leadership? Because nobody's ever experienced anything difficult, right? In our current modern society, it's very seldom that someone grows up into a person of character. Why? Because everybody's handed everything they want through their life with ease and simplicity and no obstacles. And, you know, that, that's a very sad thing that exists in our society. We've created a culture that's dependent on simple ease of use and simplifying life. And therefore, now we have leaders who are empty. And if we want to develop our own personal character and leadership, there has to be an, uh, intentionally curated obstacles. Now, it's not to say that an intentionally curated obstacle is anywhere near the same as, an, as, uh, as a forced if imposed obstacle, right? Being in a concentration camp or being in a war or being in poverty is never going to be the same thing. And that's, you can argue that all day, but hopefully you take the perspective of, uh, hey man, the bigger the challenge, the bigger the obstacle, the bigger the opportunity, I'm going to move toward it. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. Sure, it's going to be hard. Hold on tight, but I'm going to get through this and I'm going to get stronger. And uh, those people are the ones that are going to come out leaders and the world is craving that. Yeah. I think a lot of the time as well, like your brain doesn't know the difference, right? Like you said it before perceptions. So it's like, we only, a lot of the time, you know, it's built into us. We're wired for survival, right? So, you know, I'm not thinking about a lot of the time when I face a problem, you know, I don't, and this is all of us. And, and obviously we try, but gaining perspective or in the moment, you know, and, and you kind of talk about this as well. This is kind of what can create gratitude in a sense, right? Where you, you can kind of look at the problem you're facing and it might be so minute in terms of the world, the world's problems or, you know, what somebody else may be going through at any one particular time. But a lot of the time we have this inability to create that perspective, right? We're so in our head. We're so um, just, you know, all we can see is our problem and we kind of have that. That's where it kind of we creates. lack we lack consciousness, right? We we lack presence, we lack consciousness, we lack mindfulness, which is why it all comes back to the foundation of it all is consciousness. You have to become present, you have to become mindful of your ability to think through all of these obstacles, these scenarios, right? That's why meditation is the foundation of all change. And every successful person in the world, it seems, is a meditator because it allows them to become present in the moment in the way that I choose my words and the way that I become present with you and the energy that I give off and, and the, 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 the attitude that I bring to the world, right? Now I can choose who I am and I can choose how I show up in the world rather than having the world create me, which is how most people come at life is they, they come into a situation and they're um, they haven't set their mind yet. They haven't created their consciousness and the world's demands or the world's obstacles starts creating their reactive mind. Their mind just starts going off like a slot machine. They're not sure what to do. How are you going to make a decision in that, right? How are you going to be learned to be present and be conscious and be grateful? You can't. Your brain's just going off like a slot machine. And that's where we all live in the social media reality that ultimately prevents you from being conscious of anything. Yeah, it almost takes away your ability to choose vice or virtue, right? Like it's, and I think that's that's kind of where I was going with it before. Was like, you know, I mean, I'm a I'm a meditator, and I, I could honestly say it's changed my life, you know. And and I think the hardest thing is obviously just getting people to to uh, not understand it, but just you know give it a try for themselves. But um, you know, consciousness uh, is the foundation to what some of those things you said before, like mindfulness and these these skills, I guess, the ability to become more conscious gives you that um, choice. You know, it allows you to make those decisions. And um, I was going to say, so what are the, uh, I guess, some of the practices that you do on a daily basis, the, the things that are staples in your week, in your life that allow you to be more conscious, that allow you to, um, you know, 
start making those decisions and, and start to have those choices that otherwise you probably wouldn't have. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, first of all, these habits often stem from necessity, right? These things that you create in your life, it's like, I did it because I had to, or at least I, at the moment I had to, I felt like I had to, and now I choose to do it because I see the great opportunity. But, you know, we've talked about this in the past, Kyle, it's, it's saying thank you before your feet hit the ground, right? It's putting a huge, sincere smile on your face and in your heart and going, thank you. I'm alive, I'm awake. I have another opportunity to live out this amazing life. Regardless of what your life looks like, you're still here. Your heart beats in your chest, right? Your, your eyes are working. For many of us, our legs are working. That's a really great place to start the world. And if you can learn to embody that rather than just intellectualize it, things will change for you. Because if you can embody gratitude uh, in any situation, especially just waking up in the morning with that pure consciousness, that becomes your default state. And that's a very powerful thing. I'll often do a breath practice before my feet hit the ground. So um, just, you know, maybe it's five to 10 deep diaphragmatic breaths, intentionally going through some flexion extension of the spine. And I like doing that. So I exhale on extension, inhale deeply on, on uh, sorry, exhale on flexion, inhale deeply on extension. And I like that. Uh, it's kind of a yoga practice that I've created to where uh, it gets my, my movement synced with my breath and it gets my cerebral spinal fluid kind of flowing. So I start to feel a little more awake and alive and my spine starts to move a little bit. Um, and then I'll sit down to meditate, right? And I'll, I'll do anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes of meditation. And that'll usually happen before I do any physical movement, but sometimes I'll go out and do a walk and come back and meditate after or do a yoga and, and meditate after. Um, but those are all the things that for me, it's just like, what do I have to do to anchor who I am today, right? And because I don't want the world to uh, influence me, I want to influence the world. And so if I can show up and say, who is this person? Uh, how do I want to show up? What is my strength? How, who, how am I going to impact the world today? And uh, what energy do I want to have for my family? What energy do I want to have for my team? What energy do I want to have for everyone that I meet today? And how am I going to impact their life? All those things are going through my mind within this meditation and, and afterwards. Um, and one thing I'll do, you know, I'll say is kind of the wrap of this is relevant for your business audience is I ask myself, um, what is the most important thing I can do today? Or maybe the most valuable thing today? One thing. And that's, you know, what, what can I do to generate the most revenue or what can I do to move the needle in my business or what can I do to connect with my loved ones or what's the single most important thing I could do today? And you could often just relate that back to business, right? What gets me the greatest ROI and I should spend the greatest amount of time on that. And the other flip side of that question is what is one thing I can do that I should remove today that's preventing me from moving toward my goals? So it may be uh, I'm going to not use social media today or it's I'm going to not whatever, do whatever one thing that I know wastes time, or I'm not going to eat bad food, or I'm not going to whatever, right? You come up with your thing. Um, but so I'll often ask those two questions, and it can be that simple, right? People often ask, what should I journal? Well, there's a lot of things you could journal, but those two simple things that bare bones will get you at least moving toward your highest self. Yeah, I mean, I think like the greatest form of leverage is your own mind, right? So, you know, if you look after that first, a lot of the, the rest will kind of I guess, compound from that point. And yeah. what do you think, you know, I, I guess like this is probably a little bit off topic, but it's something that I always struggle with, right? Like in terms of this, the, you know, communication wise, it's like, you know, there's obviously a lot of people out there that say meditation isn't for them or it's, you know, and, or it's, they really, really struggle with it and they, they struggle to, um, be consistent with it right and and me and you you know we, we like it's as i said you know it's it's a big staple in my life um and and it's obviously a big staple in yours but like and and you know a lot of people are, are trying meditation what do you what's what's i guess a little bit of advice for them um in terms of there's a, there's a lot of potential um avenues to break in right so you know the first statement that i've said a thousand times is if you can't you must and if it's the type of thing, if you said it earlier, it's like, if you feel the resistance, move toward it, 
not away from it, right? Like, oh, I feel myself not wanting to do this. That probably means I should or I must. Now, if people go, I can't do it, fine. Let's let's agree to disagree on that one for now. But here's the thing. I can turn anything I do into a meditative experience and so can you, right? How do you do it? Well, get yourself out of your mind and get yourself into your body. So if I'm sitting here in my chair right now and you're standing or sitting, whatever you're doing, just bring your attention to the way that your feet hit the floor or the way that your, your butt hits the seat or bring your attention to the pressure of your arms against the desk or uh, of the way that your breath feels in your diaphragm and feel it and go deeper and deeper and deeper into feeling. You can turn a walk into meditation. The thing that I've turned my business into is teaching people how to use exercise as a meditative experience. Well, why wouldn't you, right? If I'm in the gym and I'm trying to build muscle, the greatest thing I can do is, is focus my mind on this one particular thing. That in and of itself is a meditative experience. Well, how do I do that? First, bring your attention inside your body, not outside of your body. Simplest way to do it, close your eyes. Bring your attention inside your body. Feel this muscle you're trying to train. Feel whatever, wherever you feel, to use your word again, resistance. Where do you feel tension? Where do you feel resistance? And then lean into that and go, oh, I'm stronger than this resistance, right? I can push into it. And when it starts to get hard, what do I do? I give up? No, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to stay here for a minute and see if I can maybe lean into this resistance, right? And, and everything you do is an opportunity for mindfulness. I'm sitting here right now and I could be in a meditative state having a conversation with you just because I become present inside of my body. I'm feeling the way that I'm breathing. I'm feeling the tension in my muscles. I'm feeling my muscles relax like a volume knob. I'm turning down the tension, both in my, my temples and my jaw and my neck and my arms and my, my abdomen. I'm literally turning down the volume knob of the muscles. And that's just literally bringing my attention to those places, turning it down. And now you start creating those, like punctuating your day with these little incremental, tiny meditative experiences. And eventually it just becomes like your day is riddled with them and your entire day can become a meditative experience, even though it starts with the smallest incremental uh, piece. Yeah, I think that really ties up, like, I mean, probably the whole conversation, right? And it's obviously the struggle that comes with meditation is the wanting to feel better, right? Like, I feel like that's a lot of the time, like I'm, you know, I sit down and, and a lot of people, the perception of meditation is it's going to make somebody feel better, you know, from the outside looking in when you haven't done much research or, you know, you're new to it. And I think that it kind of ties back to what we're talking about, where the external gratification, right? Like the, you know, a lot of the time when we don't spend time in our bodies, when we don't spend time uh, in consciousness, right? Like, you know, uh, it's experiencing more of that. We, we are looking to feel better because our minds run, you know, that's the reality, you know, like you, you said that you, um, would meditate from anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. Like I've just increased mine to 60 and, you know, you kind of do realize once you're sitting down and meditating for 60 minutes, just how crazy the mind is, right? Like, you know, it takes a while for it to, to slow down and to, to turn that volume down. And I think once you turn that volume down, you realize that, you know, you no longer have to seek that external for gratification. And it's, you know, as I said, the meditation to feel better, the training to look better, you know, all of these things that we do to try avoid spending time with ourselves, to try avoid spending time with our mind, you know, and we seek that external gratification because we think that that's going to make us feel better. And a lot of the time it's not right. It's most every time it's not, you know, like it's until we can start to spend more time in our body, experience more of consciousness, be, you know, start to connect with our bodies on a deeper level and do things for the challenge. And then, you know, I kind of, I often, this is the way I look at it for myself is that I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm my best self when I can start to find peace in pain, right? When I can start to enjoy, or at least not, in, you know, yeah, enjoy. Like when I, when I can feel pain coming and I can spend time with it and look it in the face and, um, and start to realize, and that's where you can start to change those perceptions. You know, you can start to turn that pain into, uh, you know, growth. And, and uh, I, you know, again, for me, it's, the same thing that happens in meditation is the same thing that happens, you know, 
all around us in every situation that we have in life, whenever we're trying to achieve something, if the goal is to go in and try to achieve something for it to make you feel better, unfortunately, that's just never going to happen, right? The only thing that's going to make you feel better is spending time with yourself, learning about yourself, learning why you have certain emotions, why you've been wired this, you know, a certain way, you know, again, we all, that's the way our brains work. It's always trying to protect us from the second we come out of the womb. So how can we understand that on a deeper level so that we can start to, uh, you know, program our nervous system and, and kind of tap into that to, to start changing the way we perceive the world. And that's when we can start to obviously make those leaps and bounds in business in with your physique, with relationships, all of these things, the more conscious I become, the more I can change my, you know, or not, you know, the more I can understand my nervous system and start to change and, change my environment change everything that obviously plays a massive role in um in you know my my unconscious and my uh, autonomic um decisions and, and and you know the way the nervous system just programs this um yeah well, it's, it's so unconscious most of us right it's just like i have a feeling and i've placed a meeting on this feeling and i have to therefore act based on that feeling but none of it is real it's just all something that you've created there. Yeah. Awesome. So what do you, I guess I wanted to dive into what you're, you're actually doing at the moment. So, you know, you've, um, you've, you've obviously got a, you've always got a, a few things in the works. It's just like, you know, many other business owners, but um, what are the, the key focuses for you uh, on an individual level over the, over the next 12 months? And, and what are the things that you've been working hardest on uh, in the last, I guess, three or four I guess the best thing that's come out of COVID for me is more time by myself and, and more time in personal growth and um, spending a lot of time by myself and a lot of time reading, a lot of time thinking, a lot of time meditating, um, going into my spiritual self and exploring what the next phase of my life looks like. I'm actually coming up on my 40th birthday in a few months. So I like to plan my life in, in decades, right? So what does the next 10 years look like? Who am I becoming? So rather than going into it and allowing it just to kind of fall wherever it may, I'm actually doing my best to curate, like by the end of this decade, what do I, what have I accomplished and who have I become and what, who have I impacted, who have I helped and how have I made this world a better place? And, you know, what do I look like physically and, and emotionally and spiritually? And um, so we're kind of curating all those things. So this year has been a blessing for me to prepare for something really big ahead you know, I literally viewed it like that. I'm like, hey, you've just been given 12 months to prepare for the next decade. Like, you better come out sprinting and, and doing everything that you want to be doing because it's definitely, man, life just flies, right? And uh, I'm so blessed to do everything I love. So that's been the primary focus of the last 12 months, really, is that and my, my family, my children, um, really developing a deeper and deeper relationship with my children. Um, I've been doing a lot of coaching. So I've been doing a lot of uh, mentoring to business uh, owners and to uh, coaches. Um, so that's been fun. And, and that's really allowed me to dig down in the process. And I'm, I'm a very process driven guy, right? I'm like, okay, what is the replicable nature of this process? And how can I turn it into something that not only I understand and do kind of unconsciously, but turn it into something that I understand consciously and I can teach to somebody um, so I spend a lot of time doing that, digging into that. Uh, and, you know, everyone comes to me for the physique transformation stuff. And I still enjoy that part of it. And I just, I hope that I can convey the reality that, you know, by changing the body, you don't change your life. You must change your body and your mind in order to change your life. And I hope to be someone who's the catalyst for change in that aspect of the industry. I think a lot of people are catching on, but the fitness industry is still very primitive when it comes to transformation. Like, hey, I just want to get abs. Yeah, but you're not going to keep those forever because if you don't change who you are, it's not it's going to go right back to where you are now. You have to change the skills, the habits, you know, ultimately create an action plan. So a lot of those things are just what I've been working on. So developing a mentorship, developing a certification and uh, building my greatest life. Yeah, it's really funny. I was listening to your uh, podcast with Alex um, Hormozy and it's kind of funny, you know, I mean, he uh he said something that um i've thought for a while but uh, it really does just make sense and he's amazing at explaining it as well you know that was 
he just you know he is very fluent and he can you know you can tell that he obviously has a lot of knowledge in 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 that mind but um he said that you know like you, you got to kind of give people what they want and then uh, or that you know give them what they've come to you for and then obviously use your coaching service to um to give them what they need and i think that's kind of you know obviously with yourself uh, obviously people still do come to you for the physique transformation for the building of the muscle um uh, but you know, I think that what you've probably uncovered over the last, uh, you know, X amount of years is that it probably starts somewhere else. And, and a lot of that transformation happens and elsewhere. It ends right? somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, man, like I'm the greatest example in the world, right? Stepping on stage at Mr. Olympia contest and being one of the top 10 physiques in the world and not being happy, not being fulfilled and going, oh, well, you have one of the best bodies in the world. Wasn't that the goal? Yes, that was the goal but I didn't realize that wasn't the end result that I was after, right? Um, and I hope everyone, I could be a, a lesson for people to start to understand that um, you can absolutely still accomplish those goals, but your perception of things along the way can change and your development of virtue can change. And uh, thereby, you know, if, if we can make this small little corner of the world a more virtuous society or more virtuous community of fitness and bodybuilding enthusiasts, we change the world, right? And that, that's really, that's how I view it right now. It's like, I've got this really tiny audience of people who like me or bodybuilding or something related. And my mission then is go, okay, well, how do I become the best version of myself so I can lead this charge? Mm. And then how do I support them living in their greatness and you living in your greatness um, so that we can ultimately create some positive impact on the world, right? That's it. That's what it comes down to is lead yourself first, uh, become the greatest version of yourself, walk the walk, talk the talk. And, uh, and then you have maybe the permission or the ability to lead some others. 100%. That's a, a great way to finish the podcast and, and a great lesson. Um, what I want to do, Benny, is tell everyone a little bit about your mentorship and where they can find out some more information. Cause I think, you know, I've, I've been mentored by yourself at one point or another and, um, you know, I grew so much from it. So, um, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about sure. the mentorship and where they sure. can find more information? Um, yeah. So it's, it's really, as I just said, is, is walking you through the process of a physique transformation, but also, you know, hopefully empowering you with confidence and the knowledge and skill set to help people not just change their body, but ultimately change their minds so that we can have the greatest impact on this community, right? And the fitness community in my eyes is, is an amazing one. And so many people in it who have huge hearts, but also probably have big scars on those hearts from, from trauma and uh, challenging experiences. It doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean we're not, you know, the, the biggest hearted community on the planet. It just means we all need help unraveling those layers that kind of been laid over top and uh, hopefully i can help coaches start to one discover that for themselves and start looking within their own shadow we'll call it right we all have a shadow we all have a light look within, yeah look within your shadow right um and then develop a process to help yourself overcome it and others uh, that's a big piece of what we mentor on is, is like, hey, yeah, we're going to teach you how to transform the body. No problem. That's the easy part, right? That's that's replicable and uh, relatively simple. But without also changing the mind, most people will not necessarily fail, but they're going to revert back to their previous identity. If I have an identity of, of a, of a obese person or of an alcoholic or of a quitter or whatever, or someone who eats when I'm stressed, that will always be my identity unless I change it. So start exploring those identities and the behaviors and the beliefs that allow us to ultimately live uh, in our greatness. And as I said, we all have greatness in us. So um, best place to find the mentorship, good question. It's kind of private and hidden, and I don't usually send it out to everybody, but if you go to uh, muscleintelligence.com, just send us a, a note on the contact form. You can also uh, email Anne, A-N-N-E, at muscleintelligence.com. <clears throat> the next one won't begin until mid-January. We're in the middle of one right now, and uh, it's going great. I mean, I love connecting. It's my greatest, the greatest thing I do on, on a, on a you know, monthly basis right now is just connecting with amazing, uh, aspiring entrepreneurs that want to make an impact. 
ultimately make money so you can have freedom to, to do what you want to do, right? So many of us have fear and ad- inadequacy around money. As soon as you start making money, now you have freedom and now we can do more fun things and we can, we can maybe live our, a better version of ourselves. Awesome. Definitely something I recommend um, for anyone that, Thanks, um, you know, as I said, I've been lucky enough to, to do some work with you and um, I, you know, I changed my life, not just in business, but there's a, a lot of other things that it, it helped with as well. So definitely Thanks, recommend brother. it guys and check it out. Benny, I want to say a big thanks to you, man. Um, appreciate your time. Appreciate the fact that I get to connect with you, um, you know, on a, on a regular basis and just have conversations. So, you know, that was a, a pivotal conversation and, and people are going to get uh, a lot out of it. So thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. I always appreciate being here. All right, guys. Uh, the arena, my favorite part of this show. Uh, I think a lot of reflection has led to me wanting to bring these insights to you guys and this week um is is no different uh you know i've spent this week reviewing my year kind of looking at some different things for next year planning putting everything together kind of super busy uh and you know i i'm looking to slow down and one thing that made me kind of really think when I sat down, uh, I think it was on Monday, and I sat down. And I was like, "Oh, uh, you know, I had a, a good chance to slow down." And we do a bit of work behind the scenes um, with the Starlight Foundation. So when I say that, we we donate um, quite regularly, and you know, this is something that I probably lost a bit of track of. Like we've always donated, and we continue to do so, but. Um, something that, you know, always hit home to me was that, especially with the Starlight Foundation, so they, they kind of help and provide care and, and really help and, and do a lot of um, behind-the-scenes work for children that are sick. So, um, you know, they're either suffering um, through some type of disease or cancer or something like that. And, uh, you know, this is something that for me is like it just puts things into perspective, Um you know, I think that I'm in a very privileged position. Um, I'm very lucky in the fact that I'm not sick, um, touch wood, but I'm not, I'm, I'm in a position where I can do the things I love to do and I can progress and I can just do, th- you know, I can really make choices that I just think some of these kids don't have. And the reason that this come across my desk is because in, on January 25th, we have a, they run uh, something called, they basically run a uh, charity swim where over the course of a month you dedicate to swimming X amount per day and then you obviously raise money. And uh, they gave we, – we had a conversation with them on the, on the phone and, and uh, basically we're going to put together a team to raise as much money as we possibly can. Um, we've set the target of 25000 so we're going to release this across our alumni um, and across all of our, um, you know, any student that's done our course, anyone in general, you can join our team. Any business owner out there that listens to this, you can feel free to join our team um, for the start of January 25th. Uh, but for me, this creates so much perspective in that as a business owner, and we talk about gratitude a lot, but, you know, we are in, if you are running a business uh, and you are healthy, you are in the absolute position of a lifetime. Um, and you can make choices and change your trajectory at any one point in time without the burden um, and without obviously having things out there that do exist that people go through, you know, such as people, you know, such as these kids um, that, you know, probably don't have these choices. You know, they just don't get this. And this is, these are kids we're talking about, you know, they haven't lived. And I just think that, you know, as a business owner, we can use things like this to create perspective and we should always aim to give back. Um, And I just think that, as I said, gratitude is one of these things that if we are in the positions that we are in and what gratitude can do for our business, the energy it can give us, the the, uh, creativity it can give us, the innovation we can have from simply being grateful to be able to do what we do and be in the positions we are, I think is something that a lot of the time can get lost. So... Um, this is just something that this week again I got given some perspective because we're about to go into Christmas and unfortunately there's people out there that are going into Christmas uh, extremely sick um, and, and I just think that um, 
not only should we be giving back and, and we should be, we should be we should be taking this perspective and, and making sure that we're not wasting wasting our opportunities and, and the health that we do have. Um, so I thought I would just share this with you guys and um, as I said, we're looking to bring on people into our team um, for the, the swimming charity event. Uh, which is going to be really, really fun, really, really cool, and we aim to um, develop and and raise a lot of money, um, and 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 obviously um, start to just provide more opportunity for these kids. Um, you know, to either have a fun day out. Um, I think it was something like a hundred and two hundred and ten dollars would allow three families to take their children out um, for for a day out to have some fun. So um, hopefully we can. Um, you know, we can raise the $25,000, but if anything, if you are listening to this, go out there, be your best, be grateful for what you have and the opportunities and the health that you have, because not everybody gets it. Hope you enjoyed the episode guys. And I'll see you next week. I just want to say a big thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the show. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, feel free to share us, share the episode with your friends and family and Feel free to leave us a review as well. Uh, you know, we all the support that we get for the for the show, and especially now that we've revamped it, uh, we're trying to bring something that's got a little bit more value. It's definitely appreciated. And if you have a question uh, for strategy sessions next week, you want us to take a bit of a deep dive and help you work through some of the roadblocks in your business, or you just want some help creating some winning strategy, you can shoot me an email at Kyle at EliteVitalityCoaching.com. But I'll leave it there. Until next week, stay safe, stay, safe, stay healthy, uh, and I'll see you on the other side.